PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Back in for another edition of the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with John and Nick here with me to talk investing, finance, and retirement here on Retirement Planning Redefined. And we're going to have a little fun with this podcast conversation, uh, a little golf lesson and tie into uh, financial planning or retirement planning. So this will be fun. Just right up your guys' alley. Uh, John, just a few weeks back, you guys had your annual golf tournament, and we had talked on the prior podcast that went really well. Uh, I should have had this ready for you. We could have talked about it then, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. I, if you want to ask questions about it, I can definitely tell you it was a great event, and yeah. uh, we donated to uh, you know Boys and Girls Club of Tampa Bay and uh, uh, Tampa Hope, which provides homeless uh, you know shelter stuff. So that's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so are you are you a big golfer yourself? Um, no, I'd like to be uh, when I can get back at it, but I'm not very good. So it's been on my to do list to to take some lessons yeah. and uh, be able to get on the course. But um, well, you don't you have know, to, you don't I, have I to like, be good to like it. That's I think that's most people. <laughs> yeah, no, I like uh, I like going on the cart and uh, you know driving around and, and hanging out with my buddies. There you go. And, and Nick, what about you? Are you a golfer at all? Uh, I wouldn't call it golf. Um, personally, <laughs> uh, it just I go out and I hack. Uh, yeah, for there about you go. seven or eight holes and, go. and then I'm pretty much done at that point. You're, but you're a hacker. Okay. Yeah. Now, maybe, now. maybe now that I'm in my forties, it'll be something that I yeah. re-engage with, but, okay. um, I enjoy kind of being out there when it's, you know, the nicer time of year, the cooler time of year here. And it's fun to hang out with, you know, buddies and, and kind of go and be out, but it's, uh, tends to be, you know, a four to five hour chunk and, so it just depends on my mood, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, it certainly can be fun. It can be a frustrating sport, uh, but it's easy to do. And of course, it's obviously a very popular sport for retirees and pre-retirees. So it's easy to do some financial analogies with it. And since you guys just had that uh, golf tournament uh, and raised some money, which is again is fantastic, this will be a little fun uh, podcast conversation. So let's jump in and talk about some lessons we can get from the game of golf, financially speaking. Uh, and we'll just have a little fun with this. So hitting a hole in one. Uh, I've actually seen this done live in person. I was playing with uh, some friends a couple of years back and we were playing with, we got put with uh, an older couple and she was, she won the day. She was killing us. She was right down the fairway every time we were all left and right around, around the sun and she was awesome. But her husband on a par three popped one up and lo and behold, dropped it right in the hole. Uh, and it was just totally awesome to, to kind of see that, you know, happen. 
And thinking about this, guys, I kind of think about like getting lucky in the market one time, right? It's like if, because this guy's attitude changed when he got the hole in one, right? He was super excited. He obviously was very cool, but you could see the rest of the day, he felt pretty cocky about his game. And I would imagine that from a market standpoint, that could be the same thing. Like you, you do really well on one investment in the market and you think, oh, I got this whole financial thing figured out. Uh, and it might not be that easy. Yeah, it can be interesting. It's, uh, you know, just in general, and you kind of alluded to it, people like to talk about their wins more than their losses. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's something that we see quite a bit. It's almost, you know, it's a similar sort of concept as when you have a friend that goes to Vegas and they talk about how they hit on on a certain thing, but not necessarily that they came back less money than they started. Yeah. Um, So it's that sort of concept. So it's, the goal when we're focusing on, you know, financial planning, retirement planning, that sort of thing is a kind of a long, well thought out strategy that encompasses, you know, multiple decisions, you know, builds in options for different scenarios and really is just kind of more strategic than having a, a single goal and in, in trying to, you know, necessarily get lucky. Well, and John, I was going to say, I, I think, you know, most golfers would agree that a hole in one is, is a little bit of skill, but a whole lot of luck. Uh, and, and maybe that's the same thing to be said for the market, but you can strategize properly with your retirement and not just be wishing for luck, I suppose, in retirement, right? Yeah, yeah. You definitely want to have a strategy and a plan versus just, uh, you know, kind of rolling it all in one kind of event, unlikely event really happening. So you want to make sure that, uh, you know, you put together the strategy and, and again, you're just kind of trying to hit the, you know, bring to baseball, those singles and doubles consistently yeah. uh, versus always trying to go for the home run. So, well, it's, like I was saying, the, 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 uh, the gentleman's wife, I mean, at the end of the day, he got cocky because of that fairly early. Uh, and he, he clearly was going to beat the two younger guys he was playing with that day, me and be, me being one of them. And, uh, I think he felt like he, the day was his because of the hole in one. But uh, she wound up winning the day, you know, from a from having shooting the best round because she was consistent. To your point about with with baseball, there she was right down the fairway, 150 yards every time, right? And she ended up just kicking our tush because, like I said, we were all over the map, you know, somebody else's uh, hole and everything else from slicing and all sorts of good stuff. So yeah, consistency. Uh, while a hole in one is sexy, consistency is probably the better idea for a strategy. So let's talk about clubs in the golf bag. Um, this is kind of a fun analogy to think about too, right? You, you, you're probably not going to go play golf and go happy Gilmore and just show up with a driver and a putter, right? You need some more things in there. A hundred percent. And this goes with your investments. You can't just have uh, just one kind of tool in the bag there. Right. So you definitely need to have different investment vehicles doing different things to, so you really hit your goal. So in, in case with golf, so, you know, you make sure you get this, best score possible same thing with your retirement planning and investments you want to have different investments you know here's the the term everyone hears diversify you want to have different you know investments in your portfolio investment portfolio and different investments overall whether that be you know some fixed income stuff and then you know especially nowadays with the rates being the way they are you know cds are definitely a great option right now so you want to have the you know different uh different irons different drivers different yeah Another way to kind of, you know, one thing that people tend to obsess about is, you know, what's best, what's best, what's best? Should I have this or should I have that? And so frequently our answer is, well, it depends and or yes, all of the above. And and it it, kind of, you know, dovetails into this where, 
Sure. You know, you do want to have some funds that are going to be pre-tax and also some funds that'll be tax-free later on. Yeah. And, 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 you know, really focusing on the fact that just because something is better right now doesn't mean it's going to be better later. And so the ability to be able to adapt and pivot and adjust to whatever the scenario is, is super important. Yeah. And that's the point of it depends sometimes with that answer, because while it's not the, the, the flashiest of answers, because it's not a set it and forget it, you know, your strategy is going to change just like the club you're going to have to pull out of the bag may change. You may think it looks like a, a simple seven iron shot, but as you start to look at it and evaluate it a little bit more, you might realize that it's not, you know, you got to go with a different club. So different clubs do different things, different investments do different things. Having, you know, that arsenal, I suppose, at your disposal is really what you want to do versus again, like I said, just trying to be happy Gilmore out there and use a driver and a putter only, uh, probably not going to go the way you want to go. And, and that comes to the final one here for this little fun analogy, guys, is listening to a caddy. Now, granted, we, a lot of us go play golf. We don't have the, the luxury of having a caddy, uh, but you may have some friends who you're, you're doing a foursome or whatever, and they're giving you some advice or things of that nature. Uh, and while you don't want to ask your friends necessarily for financial advice, if you ever have got the chance to play with an actual caddy, it's pretty freaking cool. Uh, and a true professional can really make the difference. And I'd say that's an easy analogy to what you guys do. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. I will say, um, you know, having an advisor in your corner, just someone to talk to, ends up, you know, having people end up making better decisions with that. And uh, and you know, just go back to the most recent thing, COVID here, where I, I would say the first month of that uh, was really calming people down and talking them off a ledge. Um, I'll tell you how many times I, you know we heard. Oh, I'm so glad we got the chance to talk because I was getting really nervous. And you know, thank you for your time. Um, you know, so just having that resource of someone to bounce some ideas off of or just talk things through ends up in the long run helping someone out financially more than they realize. Yeah, definitely. And again, it's it's the little things, right? It's not always just the X's and O's. Sometimes it is having that sounding board. Hey, I'm thinking about this idea. What do you think? Okay, this is a good idea because you know X, Y, Z. Or this is maybe not a good idea because X, Y, Z. So it's certainly important to have those conversations. And if you need some help, reach out to the team. Obviously, as always, they're here to help you with this, to help you get to and through retirement. PFG, PrivateWealth.com is where you can find them online. PFG, PrivateWealth.com. And drop us a line while you're there. Send an email into the to the uh, website if you'd like to have uh, your questions answered. Of course, they're going to certainly do that with each and every question, but we also take those from time to time here on the podcast. So yeah, let's uh, let's wrap up with one or two here, guys. We'll see how we can go, uh, see how many we can get through. We got Claire, and she says, I'm supposed to retire next month, guys, but I haven't really done any planning at all. Yikes. Uh, I just realized that I still need to figure out Social Security options, pension options, Medicare options, and as well as what I'm just going to do with my time. Wow. Should I push my retirement date back till I figure this out? Guys, that's an interesting one and a tough one, not trying to pick on her, but she's done zero planning and thinking about retiring in a month? Yeah, probably not a good idea. So there's kind of two ways to kind of address this. Well, what we would say to somebody in this situation is, okay, yeah, you need to focus ASAP on putting together a plan. Because usually when this happens, it's because of anxiety of what the answer is going to be. You know, it's the concern that whatever the results are of the plan are going to say, hey, you know, retiring is not a good idea or, you know, that the plan doesn't look good or, you know, that sort of thing. So it's, you know, taking the action to do something is really, really important. So 
and you can't, you know, rewind time. So getting that plan in place would recommend holding off on on the retirement until you can kind of put the plan in place. Uh, just, you know, there's probably options and strategies that they're not familiar with that can be put in gear uh, sooner than later and could help to make that retirement more successful because people's ability to re-enter the workplace after they have exited is often much more difficult than they realize. Yeah, John, I'd say uh, probably just call somebody, right? Get started. Don't wait one more minute, right? Yeah, um, mistakes can be costly. And and it sounds like, you know, Claire has a lot of important uh, decisions to make where, you know, especially with the the social security and the pension there. I mean, you can make one wrong move on that could really, and you could be losing thousands of dollars basically is what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to get a strategy clear. Uh, do you need to push off retirement? You're, you're just not going to know until you figure the two. Her question is, should I figure this stuff out? Yeah. Get in, sit down with a professional and find out where you stand and they'll be able to help you determine it. I mean, is retirement next month even possible? I guess my question would be, how do you know that you could retire next month? She says, I'm supposed to. Maybe, maybe they're going to retire her from the job. Maybe she's been told. Uh, I don't know. It could be one of those types of things. But either way, I would get in to see a qualified professional ASAP. And of course, uh, John and Nick are here to help. So 813-286-7776. All right. Final question here. We'll do one more. Uh, Lee says, guys, I don't understand the Social Security spousal benefit. My wife worked for about five years before we had kids and hasn't worked since. But she does have some benefit of her own. Um, What is she entitled to? How does it work? This is a good question. And the reason that we wanted to kind of review this with people is because sometimes the tricky part um, with dealing with planning, retirement planning is the jargon or the terms that people use. And and sometimes they kind of mix up the the terminology and that can lead to mistakes, which, which can lead to big problems. So in this case, uh, from a spousal benefit standpoint, in general, people are eligible either for a benefit of their own uh, based upon their own work history, and that is only valid if they have 40 quarters of work, so 10 years of work. Now, if they are married, um, and there are some additional scenarios, if if they were previously married, but uh, married for at least 10 years and are divorced, there are some options on spousal benefits at that point. And there's so many different scenarios that if if somebody's situation is complicated, we highly recommend that you reach out to an advisor that's familiar with this space. But in this specific example, the spouse working for five years is not going to be eligible for her own benefit. Um, she is going to be eligible for a spousal benefit. And that spousal benefit is a calculation factored on the primary earner's income and how long they've paid into the benefit and that sort of thing. So this is something with that we would tell, hey, we can help with this sort of scenario. The main information we're going to need uh, is going to be the social security statements. And then we have some software that helps us kind of pick, you know, um, show what those numbers look like. But the spousal benefit is going to be uh, a factor of the primary uh, income earners 
benefit amount. Okay. Yeah. So definitely can get very complicated. So thanks for sending the question in. Hopefully that helps you out, but definitely have a conversation with a qualified financial professional. Reach out to John and Nick to talk more about social security and, and eligibility and all those good things and how it plays into it. 813-286-7776 is the number to call or stop by the website pfgprivatewealth.com. That's pfgprivatewealth.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, all that good stuff and as always we appreciate your time you can catch past episodes by subscribing or check out future episodes when they come out thanks for your time today for john and nick i'm your co-host mark kellyan and we'll see you next time here on retirement planning redefined